Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to Inner Peace to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today I want to talk about what we get wrong about stress. Now we all have stress, we all deal with it in our lives, but I think there are a lot of misconceptions about stress and I'm hoping to clear some of those up. So the first thing that I think we get wrong about stress is the whole cultural belief that we have around stress, which is like, the more I can handle is the more valuable I am to my employer. The more stress I can handle is the more I can get done. And that is actually not true. I mean, yes, your employer may say, oh, she'll take on everything. So, you know, we love her for that. And that may be true. But the idea that the more stressed I am is the more I can get done is actually physically untrue. And I'll tell you why. So when we are stressed, it activates our nervous system. Now, our nervous system has two main states, and some theorize that there's actually three, but the two main states are the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight or freeze, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like rest and digest, tend and befriend, feed and breed. It's cute how we have all these sayings around it. But anyway, so the nervous system has these two main states, one which is activated to to deal with a threat, and the other is when we're like chill, no threat, we feel good, everything's good. So when we are under stress, that's a threat to the system, right? So if we have too many things to do and not enough time to do it, we feel like, ah, right? You get that that nervous feeling. And that's when we're in that activated state. That's in the, the sympathetic state, this fight, flight, or freeze state. And so when our nervous system is in that state, we a bunch of things happen. So like your blood rushes to your limbs in case you have to like fight a bear or run away. Your digestion turns off. Your reproductive function turns off because your body is really mounting all of its resources to fight or flee. And when all of this is happening, we lose access to our prefrontal cortex. So the prefrontal cortex is at the front of the brain. It's the most most evolved part of our brain. And it's where we do our higher thinking, our rationality, decision-making. This is where like our smarts are. Like this is like the CEO of the brain. And when we are super stressed... We do not have the same access to that part of our brain that we normally would. It's like our more primitive brain kind of takes over, like, get the hell out of there, right? So we think we can get more done when we are under stress, but we actually can't because we actually don't have the same kind of access to our most evolved, highest thinking brain. So that's one of the things that we get wrong about stress. It feels like the more... The more that's on my plate, the more I can do. And that may be true. But if you are in a highly stressed state when there's a ton of stuff on your plate, it's actually going to make it harder to get things done. You will still be able to get them done probably, but you won't have the same capacity for higher thinking that you would if you weren't so stressed. So the second thing that we get wrong about stress is the idea like, yeah, I'm super stressed, but... I totally take the edge off when I get home by having a few drinks after work. 
yes, having a few drinks after work, alcohol, will dampen your system. Like, will turn down the knobs. Um, If it was up to an 11, you know, you're going to be able to turn it down with alcohol. And when we first drink alcohol, our body releases dopamine, which is like that pleasure, that pleasure hormone. That's a good feeling, right? So that's all good. The problem is, is that because our brain's pleasure centers have been artificially stimulated with the alcohol, our brain, our brain, our brain aims for equilibrium, equilibrium, right? So our brain wants things to be homeostasis, steady. When we have this artificially stimulated pleasure center, the brain's like, whoa, what's happening? Let me balance that out. And so initially we have dopamine and then we have something called dynorphin. It's peptides that actually exacerbate stress. So this, it's like part of the opioid system, but it, it actually makes stress, the feeling and the behavioral results of stress, it makes it worse. So we have a couple drinks, we get that, that buzz, we get that dopamine, but then the balance comes maybe 20 to 30 minutes after we having that feel-good feeling. And actually the chemicals that increase our sense of stress then begin to rise to kind of balance that dopamine. So Taking a drink after work does take the edge off, but ultimately leaves you with a more stressed feeling. That sucks, I know, but that is just the science of the brain. Another thing we get wrong about stress is this idea of, you know, yeah, I'm stressed all the time, but, you know, I treat myself to a massage once a month or I go on a family vacation once a year and twice a year. And unfortunately, that's just not enough of a balance for our nervous system. Like if we are operating in this chronic stress state all the time, that means our body is is activated in that sympathetic state that I talked about before where you don't have the same access to your higher thinking center, you know, your digestion is turned down, your, your heart rate is increased. Like all of those things are things that should be remedied on the regular and not just once a month with a massage or a couple times a year with a vacation. Don't get me wrong, massages and vacations are awesome and necessary and definitely do it. I'm just saying it is not enough to counter the kind of stress that most of us are willing to deal with or most of us face in our jobs and in our lives. We need something more regular, more frequent to counteract, to counterbalance the levels of stress that most of us experience. And then finally... One of the things that we get wrong about stress, and it's not totally wrong, is that stress is just a part of life. And yes, that is true. There's no way to live a life that has no stresses in it. But really, what we should be considering is that stressors are a part of life. But chronic stress does not need to be. And now let's be real, like there are a lot of things in life that cause stress that we can do nothing about or that are that are systemic issues or global issues about which we can't do anything in our everyday life. So like climate change and the anxiety that comes from climate change, that is a bigger issue than what, you know, you or I could deal with today, do something about today. Experiencing discrimination if you are a person of color, if you are in the LGBTQ community, if you have, 
if you have a differently abled body, if you have certain neurodivergent issues, conditions, these there's discrimination in our culture and that's super stressful. And that's not something that, you know, just by some of the exercises and things I'm going to recommend, we're not going to undo stress, those kinds of stresses. So yes, stress is a part of life. These kinds of stressors are a part of life, but chronic stress is something that is really on us to address. Chronic stress, the kind where your nervous system is forever activated, you are constantly in fight or flight, is extremely damaging to our health, to our well-being, to our life. It is extremely damaging. Up to 90% of all visits to your primary care doctors are for stress-related complaints, up to 90%. And chronic stress really, really, really messes up our health because having that fight or flight, you know, which we're releasing cortisol, the stress hormone, we're releasing adrenaline, we have that quick heart rate, we have shallow breathing, all of these things, the digestion, the reproduction, all the stuff I was talking about, this, it messes up our system. So it inhibits our immune system. It contributes to heart disease, diabetes, gut issues, psychological problems, and maybe even cancer. You know, there's... um a study that finds a link between stress, tumor development, and the suppression of the natural killer cells that normally would prevent metastasization. So stress harms our health, physical and mental, in really tangible and measurable ways, chronic stress. So even though stress is a part of life and we're not going to escape all stresses, Managing chronic stress should be a priority for us all because we'll enjoy better health and a better life if we can manage chronic stress. And especially since there's those stresses I mentioned that are, you know, mostly out of our hands, like the um, environmental and cultural stresses that I mentioned of climate change, racism, discrimination. That means we really need to take steps where we can to manage our stress. We won't be able to, to manage all, all the situations that cause stress. But the ones that we can manage, I invite us to consider that that's a really important thing to try to do, not just a nice to have, but really a need to have because our health and well-being is the casualty here. Our health and well-being are, are what's on the line. So what could be more important? So how can we manage stress if it's not monthly massages and yearly vacations, even though those things definitely continue to do them. So one of the ways that we can manage stress in our everyday lives and try to turn down the, turn down the amount of chronic stress that we experience is to set boundaries for ourselves. This is, it can be challenging, but it's really necessary and we're the only ones who can do it for ourselves. It's, you don't want to get to the point where someone else has to set the boundaries for you because then something's gone really wrong. So what does it look like to set boundaries for ourselves? That means not taking on more stuff if if, you, if it's something you can decline. So maybe that's not, you know, we're not going to volunteer for the PTA. We're not going to indulge a friend's drama if we've already had a big full day and, you know, we're really exhausted. We're not going to take on extra hours or fill in for somebody's shift if it's if it's too much for us if it's putting us over our stress limit 
And this isn't like an absolute. It doesn't mean never, just maybe not right now. We can set boundaries in the way that we deal with our relationships. You know, maybe we're not going to call our mother-in-law every day if that's really stressful or even every week. So those are the kinds of boundaries that we can consider that can help sort of put up some guardrails and guard against that kind of chronic stress. As I was saying before, you know, stress needs to really be addressed daily because we experience stress daily. And one really good way to discharge stress is by moving our bodies. And that doesn't have to mean, you know, going for a five-mile jog. It can really be just stretching, um, dancing around, moving around, shaking out your limbs. It could be going for a walk. Any kind of physical movement will help you discharge stress. So ideally, this should be daily. Even if all it is is standing up from your desk a few times and giving a big stretch, you can really help release stress this way. And the more stressed you are is probably the more frequently you can do it or that you ought to do it. Like if you're dealing with a lot, if you can, I mean, take a nice long walk. Another daily way to discharge stress is something that you're already pretty much doing daily anyway, I would imagine, and that is indulge in your bath or shower. So rather than making your to-do list in your head during your bath or shower, really let it be a sensory experience. Experience the water on your skin. Experience the smell of the soap and shampoo experience that you know nice soft towel when you finish and how warm your skin is when you get out of the tub or the shower tuning into your sensory experiences puts you right into the present moment and that is a really nice way to sort of dissipate the stress of the day and and alleviate some of that chronic stress you're here you're now you're with your senses and it it feels good i mean a shower or a bath feels really good so the main thing there to get the benefit is try to keep your your mind on your sensory experience rather than wandering off with like, oh, I should have said this to so-and-so and, you know, um, so you got to kind of get your brain on board to to help you with that. My favorite way to combat chronic stress and momentary stress, you can do it anytime, anywhere, is the long exhale breathing. So this is, yes, take a deep breath, but even more important than a deep breath is to make a long exhale, make it longer than your inhale. Do this for 10 breaths and you will feel your body calm down. The reason for this is the vagus nerve. I know I've done other episodes on the vagus nerve. This is so important because this nerve is a cranial nerve that extends from the base of your brain into your gut and touches every organ in between and this nerve is like a a, almost like a switch that we can trigger to switch from the activated sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system go from fight or flight to rest and digest the vagus nerve is like um, a, a switch for that. So when you do the long exhale and you repeat it, it tells you it it stimulates that vagus nerve, which basically tells your body, "I'm not running from a bear. I'm safe." This kind of breathing 
10 breaths more if you like with the long exhale calms the nervous system. If you do this daily and multiple times a day, you will be able to switch from fight or flight to rest and digest. You will calm your system and eventually you can begin to turn down that chronic stress. Continue to practice this breathing. It always works. You don't have to believe in it. You don't have to think about it. It bypasses thinking altogether. It is a physiological response that our organism was built is built into the organism, which is wonderful. So that is one of my favorites. I've used it in acute moments to reduce stress, like when I was really worried and panicky. But you can do it just anytime. You can do it on your drive home from work. You can do it on your way to work. You can do it on your lunch break, after your lunch break, while your kid's having a tantrum, anytime. No one has to know you're doing it. Just extend your exhale, make it longer than your inhale. And then the final tip I have for you today about uh, managing chronic stress is to really be gentle with yourself. You know, we live stressful lives. We're trying to do a lot of things. We play a lot of different roles in our lives. You know, we're a professional, we're a parent, we're a child, we're a sibling, we're a spouse. We're doing a lot. We're a friend. And stress is bound to creep up on us. So be gentle with yourself. Don't be pissed that you've let yourself get so stressed. You know, that just makes it worse. Really, if you can't be gentle with yourself, being human is hard. Being human is not easy. And we have a lot to think about. There's a lot of demands on our time. But I do invite you to make yourself a priority where you can, where you remember. Carve out those few minutes to to have a long exhale Pay attention to the wonderful feeling of water on your skin in the shower. Decide that you matter enough, that your health and well-being is important enough to take some steps towards greater stress management. It can only help you. You will be a better worker, a better parent, a better partner if you're not so stressed. I mean, you just, all systems run better. So I care a lot about this. I st- I was so stressed for so long and it made me feel so shitty. So that's why I care about it so much. I want us all to be able to feel a little more ease in our lives. And there really are strategies we can do to create that for ourselves. But the really first step is to not just say, well, this is just how it is. I'm going to be stressed to the gills until I retire. Like, Please consider the alternative. Please consider that you can reduce your stress. You can decide that it matters and that you're worth it and that you're going to take a few minutes a day to to really tend to your well-being and calm your nervous system. So I hope this is helpful. I hope this feels relaxing and not more stressful because like, oh, damn, I haven't done all this stuff. So Now you know there's plenty you can do to take really good care of yourself and feel better. And some of them you could do right now. Maybe you're doing that long exhale breathing right now. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. And I just treasure this opportunity to connect with you. So thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.